0: Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. Today, I'm here with Tatiana Fallon. And Tatiana and I um, have known each other for years through our uh, experiences with the Leadership Education Mentoring Institute. And um, Tati is, I mean, she's so lucky. She actually was homeschooled as a kid and is now homeschooling her kids. And um, I'm just... I'm in awe of all of that you've accomplished and I'm just so grateful to know you You have so much uh, experience to share
1: with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Now, I know you have a story about how you, you started homeschooling. Uh, Can you just share
1: that with our audience? Um, well, I think originally my mom pulled my older sister out because, um, I don't know the whole story why my mom pulled my older sister out something to do with she was in second grade and things weren't going very well um and then she was homeschooling my older sister and I was in kindergarten and I I have very many memories of my kindergarten I have a pretty good memory but um I think that's because I'm dyslexic so you, you compensate other ways <laughs> but um I have very very good memory of what she looked like and and um there were kids in the class that were stealing from her and they wanted me to participate in that. And I told them, no, this is, I'm five, right? And then they were like ostracizing me. And I just remember thinking, I don't wanna do here. I don't wanna be here. I don't wanna be around kids that are stealing. I don't wanna be around a teacher that is very erratic. Um, I came from a very, my dad is very, uh, methodical, but also very even tempered. And I was not used to erratic <laughs> behavior. And so I just I just came to, to my mom and I said, I'm, I want to come home and I don't want to go back and you can't make me go back, please. And my mom was very loving and gracious and decided to homeschool me which I'm eternally grateful for because um, I am dyslexic and I didn't really learn to read till I was 12. But I never once thought I was stupid or behind or um, less than And um, and I'm very grateful for my parents for doing that. Looking back, I don't know exactly how they did that, but (laughs) I'm very grateful for it because um, having the trauma of the complex of a label, I think, can be very damaging for children. And so eventually, I think when my mom realized having my older sister knew how to read and, and, and she was pretty easy to teach to read, and then my younger brother was really easy to read, she started to realize, wait, this isn't normal, perhaps something else is going on. And so then realizing there's a disability there. Um, I remember vividly like when my mom finally realized that <laughs> there was something there because we were reading a word and then we turned the page and I, they had to resound out the exact word. And she was like, that's the same word. You just literally read that same word. Like it's the same awkward. and I told my mom, no, 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 it's not, it's not. I swear it's not, I swear it's not. And so then I think that's when my mom finally was like, well, okay, maybe you can't see the word or maybe your brain can't compute that this is the same word. And then after that, we, 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 we attempted and tried to do reading differently. We never, she never forced me to sit down and read again. Um, So we did other things and to work on my brain and help me learn to read. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. As a parent today, I mean, when you look back at your mom, I mean, as a parent myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, my child, my youngest child didn't read as quickly as my four older ones and even though I had known all of this and I knew you and I knew your story I was like okay deep breaths this is going to be okay you know he will get it eventually but it's it's really hard to to do to be able to allow your child to grow on their own terms
1: yeah, I mean, my parents did a lot of things. They just didn't say, okay, now just go play all day. I mean, there was, we okay. still had structures and chores and devotional. And my dad took us to the library every single Monday. Um, and he would encourage us to get books out. We'd check out books and he would, he he never quit putting books in front of me. Want to try reading this book? You want to try reading this book? You want to try reading this book? And, um, and then he also would spend time, a lot of time reading to us every night, um, you know good 30 40 minutes in the evening um he would read to us all kinds of things and my mom read to us obviously i mean she read to us every day um that was before the age we really had access to the amount of audiobooks that we have today um we did have some audiobooks but um i didn't like them they were too overstimulating (laughs) so but like uh they um my parents um did other things like there was a very strong culture of reading in the home um but and they just knew that I would figure it out. I also was, was started playing the piano um, to help with like my right brain, left brain crossover. And um, that was really, really hard for me. It's very, very hard, um, but uh, it really, really helped me in my development. So I think they did things. It's just um, I think the benefit of homeschooling is that uh, you don't have to take a test and be to a standard. You can just be who you are. And I think that really was what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I
0: I know. I mean, my younger son, for me, what it was is I need to figure out that I was putting the wrong books in front of him. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, all of my other boys like fantasy and science fiction. And so I had bookcases and bookcases. I mean, I have five boys. So there were all this, you know, there were all these boys, fantasy and, and science fiction books, and he didn't want that. He won, you know, today he's 16 and he's reading, you know, um Gulag Archipelago and <laughs> and um Jordan Peterson and you know these deep, you know, philosophy books and you know,
1: I was <laughs> yeah. Like, oh the my first gosh. the first book I read independently on my own was Animal Farm. Uh-huh. So yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah. Yeah. And then George Washington, Indispensable Man. So, mm-hmm. like, I, I had the building blocks of how to read. I just it was, I, I don't know. I just couldn't do it. Like, so I don't know. My, my daughters are both not reading at grade level right now. And uh, at first I was like, well this is so painful i do remember the pain of social engagements when i couldn't read you know whether it was like a church engagement or like a community engagement and they're like oh can you read that you're like actually i should be able to read that but i can't um and so like there was definitely me wanting to protect my children from that do everything i possibly could to not have that be their reality so it was definitely like i wasn't perfect at it you know but um as I've gotten, you know, I've had lots of discussions with my parents about my own situation, got to the point with my own kids is like, you know, get them to learn, to love, to learn. And, um, and then just have the building box there and you know, hold the space for them to do that. We've also reached out to some mentoring and some professionals to help us. I think there's way more tools than when I was a kid. Um, they have great curriculums on helping people who are dyslexic learn to read. Um, so we've like changed our approach and worked more on the you know, Gillingham method and, and it's been really helpful, but there's also just the expectation of like, well, am I doing essential parenting, uh, homeschooling or a perennial? you know, which is like, how long are we in this game for? You know, I want my job, my daughters to be reading books at 35 and 40, because they love reading. And yeah. so that's kind of the long game I'm playing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that makes it that makes a big difference. Yeah, you mentioned um, ha- having your daughters love to learn. And that just made me think of leadership education and the, the phase that I know your daughters are in, which is love of learning can you tell us a little bit about uh, leadership education just the basics
1: uh yeah so like I like to look at it like the earth and um, there's the core inside of the earth that uh, keeps things going <laughs> uh-huh. and it's like the you know the you know that's where you have to start in order to um, keep things going you know, in the the planet working. And so that's core phases, usually between like zero to eight, and it really helps establish a strong foundation of what is good, what is bad, what is right, what is wrong, what is true, what is false, and, and how do we build work ethic? And how do we get them to listen to, you know, a lot of I think of similarities with Charlotte Mason, I think there's a lot of that you can see in Charlotte Mason, very, very much so with that, establishment at the younger ages um and then after you have the core you have like the lava like the magna it's very huge and it's bubbling it's violent and all these other things and and that's love of learning and um love learning is like going in and exploring and going into different areas that the kids like and letting them do that you know like for my daughter you know it was it was using all of her free time to watch veterinarian shows right now. (laughs) Like she doesn't get to just watch TV all day, but when she earns her, her, like, you know, TV time for doing her chores and things and getting her schoolwork done, then that's what she watches. You know, lots of vet shows, lots of things for my daughter. Also that looked like, um, us having puppies and ha- her having the responsibility of taking care of all the puppies and like the, from birth to when they leave. Um, so that's, a, you know, what's that, that's the phases, um, for my son, who's moving into love of learning. Um, that's robots. That's what we're doing right now. Lots and lots of robots building and got a 3d printer to help him create things that he decides he wants to build and, and so what's what we're doing um so it's is allowing the ch- child to express their interests and then um and then go with that my other daughter is really a very verbal person so that looks like a lot of writing for her um she can't necessarily use a keyboard or write well but i sit down for a couple hours every week and we work on a book she's writing so um it just is trying to like find that genius or find what they're interested in and then just put fuel on it, try to get it going and try to get them to be excited about it. And I still within my, with my love of learners, we still like we do math every day um, and we'd still keep like building foundation blocks on things. Um, but a lot of our time isn't spent necessarily making sure they're in grade level for science and history and math or things, you know, like, for example, we were reading um, George Washington's world and we're doing American history within our commonwealth right now and um we just got excited about the fact that my my, my daughter's like hey do we have any people in our world who are like like in our family who were alive when george washington was and so we spent three days doing genealogy trying to figure out if anybody was around a revolutionary war it was super fun and we created a timeline and a chart and we found names and then we found people and we found people who were actually like close to us in kentucky and um so it's like you know just finding those little things and then going down in depth with them what they look like—that's level learning—and then after that, you have like the crust, which is scholar phase, which has different levels and layers, um, and and then you have mission phase, which is the atmosphere, and it goes deep and it goes beyond, and that's how I like to look at it. So oh, I love that. I love that analogy.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I—I I don't know that—that that lava, that that love of learning. Oh my gosh, that's so important to help them prepare for, you know, that scholar and that mission. And, you know, yeah, able we, to were, that.
1: we were having discussion this the other day about they love the wings of fire. And I think the wings of fire, um, they're not my favorite. They're like, you know, candy. Uh-huh. And so we had a really good discussion. I'm like, Well, I need you to read something else that's harder. Before you have just all the fun stuff. And so it's kind of a fun thing to motivate them to do hard things. Like, once you get them wanting something that's good and learning and use that as a motivator. So it's like you can't listen to another Rings of Fire book until you read all the Chronicle of Narnia's. And so, like, that's it's like I like if you find what motivates them, then you can get them to do hard things because they want to do what's fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I kind of think of, um, when I'm explaining love of learning, I kind of think of it as like classical unschooling because it's very child directed, but you're also kind of, you know, introducing things that will that you know that they'll need in the next phase. Yeah. And um, you know, like those classics.
1: I, and not to, to to beat down other educational things. But I think the one they love the most about love of learning and just the phases in general is that um, it's very tailored to the individual. Yes. And um, Emerson has a great essay called "Greatness," in which he talks about how the frustration that exists in society is the fact that you have greatness, you as an individual have greatness, and every individual has greatness, but but society makes that greatness less or diminished or non-existent or doesn't fit in. But you're not going to find your joy in life until you really tune into your greatness and do the hard work to get your greatness. And um, so, like, I think that's the idea of love learning is let's find that greatness and that genius, and let's let's start getting them excited about it and learning and building that excitement for it, um, and then teach them how to do the hard things to in order to get the skill set to to really be successful in their greatness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, I'm all about realizing genius. And I, I call that kind of um, a genius paradigm, basically yeah. looking at our children as that genius. And, and we're trying to, to see that um, and help them see it and, and nurture it and help it grow so that they can share it with the world. And that's one of the things I love about leadership education is that we see that individual genius and, and that's really, you know, what influenced me to do what I do, you know, and have, you know, coined the term and, you know, realize a genius paradigm because, um, I just, I, I witnessed it so many times in my, uh, my homeschool group, um, commonwealth community, whatever you want to call it, you know, just because, you know, like uh, well, for instance, I, I saw this one. Um, I had this one student who was a um, he's autistic and he couldn't couldn't interact in a class um, very well. But you know, I knew that you know if he got too excited, he had to just pace at the back of the class, and that was fine. Um, I understand understood him as an individual. But I also understood, I, I I kind of peeked in on a um, class, a Shakespeare class that he was in, and I recognized that he could say more than one word if I gave him a role. And so we did tons of simulations that year for him. The rest of the class loved it, but we were able to see his individual genius. Wow. And, you know, I he would be a pirate you know and he would swagger and, and look at people in in the eye and he had you know oh the dialect I and mean, everything the accents he would do it all as long as he was playing a role when he was playing himself when he was just being himself he was somebody totally different but that was such a a wonderful experience for me as as his mentor but also for the entire class to see that transformation and be able to see his individual genius Yeah, it was it was awesome
1: and the freedom to do that you know the freedom to be like you know i can turn the whole class into simulating pirates because i can make it still work on this um i think that's really the beautiful thing i like about the the leadership model is is there's not standards of like this is educated You know what I mean? Educated is 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 very a loose standard, but um, I still think of all the kids I know who have done leadership education, they are really educated. They might not know all the things that are standardized on the test, but they have brilliance. That is phenomenal. It, it just really impresses me. And, and then you also have those who are just r- really well in standardized tests and really going to excel there. I think the way that I like to look about it is like, I remember before we started doing leadership education and when my mom was homeschooling and like, homeschooling was really rare. And there was only one company that made any kind of curriculum and that was Abeka. <laughs> and so, you know, she would just buy the Abeka books and we'd sit down and try to do them. And we, my mom didn't know what she was doing. And, I remember diagramming sentences like you talked about and thinking, this is such a waste of time. I don't care. I don't care what a subject is. I don't care what a pronoun is. I really don't care. I do not yes. care. And feeling so frustrated that my mom was making me do this. And then I had the opportunity for my church to, to serve a mission overseas and I had to learn Russian. And all of a sudden I cared what a subject was and I cared what an object in the verb was because that's determined the ending of the word. So, if you didn't know what a verb was, you didn't know if you could put the tis or mus or ah or whatever at the end of it. And all of a sudden, in two days, I learned everything I needed to know about diagramming sentences. In two days. Yeah. So, what took my mom te- like six, seven months of painful fighting and ridiculous stuff, I learned in two days. Yeah. And understand it completely. So I just, I think the frustration I have with sometimes like, you know, this is standardized, this is knowledge you need to know. It's like, I'm sorry, but until, the only students that learn that knowledge are the students that want to pass the test. The other students, they don't learn it because they don't care. And you can't make anybody learn anything. So as soon as they care, create a a scenario where they start caring and then they will start learning. And that's, you know, with my daughter, that's what I've really done is just like, you want to learn to read. She's starting to realize that if she could read that she'd have this world of amazing opportunities in front of her. She's starting to read. So I think it's just a different way of looking at things. And um, I'm very, very grateful that I had the opportunity to be raised, homeschooled. Um, I think some people, I I don't know if you've read that book Educated? Yes, I have. So some people look at homeschooling and they're pretty like, this is ridiculous. You know, it's kind of like pretty negative. And I think out of it, like people would never even know I was homeschooled. They never know until I say it. And then they're always like, what the heck, you were homeschooled? Like (laughs) You're you're so normal. normal. (laughs) (laughs) Not only are you normal, I like you. And I'm like, yeah because homeschooling works, it can work. Um, I think my parents diff- did differently though when I was in high school. We had a huge group of friends. We were part of a commonwealth school and that made all the difference. We had parties every single night, uh, every single weekend. Yeah. We had a lot of fun friends and didn't necessarily isolate. I think that can be a problem with homeschoolers. There's a strong desire and tendency to isolate just because it's easier. But Uh, but, for, uh, but my, my mom was really good at creating a community for us. And I have friends from that community still dear, dear friends, love them greatly. And um, we don't all agree on things or all have the same life path. But I definitely think we all really love each other and respect each other immensely. So yeah, and
0: that's one of those things I love about Leadership Education Mentoring Institute is they support communities like that, and help them, you know, Uh, train their parents to teach classes, um, help them, you know, actually even create the communities, you know, originally as well. It's
1: yeah, getting outside mentors for your scholars is a big deal or for your your middle aged kids. It's huge. It's just if you think you can homeschool through high school or middle school on your own, you can't. You just need they need your students need peers and they need mentors and to really be successful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, whether you get it from, you know, I or mean, charter, school, to,
1: school, charter school, whatever wherever you get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You you need, they definitely need that. It's when they, when they start that scholar phase, you know, where we work, um, you know, it's right around 11, 12, 13, depending on the kid, but that's when they are trying to break away from you and create their own identity. And if you just kind of hold them in, that's when the, that, conflict can start and um yeah you just by providing that community and building that community and providing those other adult mentors the trusted adults that you want your child to be influenced by you still have a lot of control over their lives you know and, and how they learn and what they learn you know like the you know different by the different qualities and the character that you see in these these people. But um, it, it's not all on you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, though, that the biggest problem why with homeschooling from what I've seen from being in the homeschool world is uh, well, at least my biggest problem is there's, there's a lot of fear that you're screwing up your kids. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I hear that a lot from people like, I don't want to screw them up. And and I think um, I don't know I, I just i think that there's it's exhausting to live in fear and yeah. so i think like when i hear that I'm like and i do that too like i get scared i'm like oh gosh i'm ruining my kid but i can also be just like if i am constantly you know seeking the help of the divine and and, and seeking mentoring and seeking experts and constantly getting an education myself i'm not going to screw them up you know yeah. Like if I think that's another key is like that's a hard thing about being a homeschool parent is, is you really do have to be willing to go through the pain of getting education for yourself. Like, you know, last three years, I've been trying to figure out how to teach kids with dyslexia. That's not been fun. It's not super fun, <laughs> Like yeah. you know, but and then having the humility to be like, you know, I need outside help mentoring and I, my kids need this. And, and then finding that, um you know, it's hard. It's way harder to be a homeschool parent than it is to, to, you know, do other choices. So I think uh, there's a lot of respect to have for parents who choose the homeschooling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I know. I remember, especially when my kids were young and I was just starting, Um, I would, I would go to bed. It's like, Oh, I'm ruining my kids. I don't know what I'm <laughs> going to do. You know? And I would just pray and I would just like, okay, if, if, The only thing they've learned today is that I can, you know, mom makes mistakes and she can say, sorry. Yeah. If that's the only thing they've learned that it's okay for grownups to do that, then it's better than what they, you know, what they would get otherwise,
1: you know, and that
0: I love them and that, you know, they can make mistakes and I'll still love them. And I mean, I would just go through some of the most basic things and just have to be grateful for that, you know, just on the bad days. And then there were the good days that were absolutely amazing. And somehow those always, you know, you can always forget about those (laughs) on the bad days. (laughs) Yeah. But, but a community also helps with that. I mean, I know I joined a community for my kids, but realized it was me that needed it. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree with that hundred percent. Like, Having my fellow homeschool moms in a community with me, it just, you don't feel so alone. You don't feel so overwhelmed or lost because you can come and, be like, oh my gosh, this has been so hard. And, like, oh yeah, it is. You're right. Let's give each other a hug and you can do this and it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's a really big game changer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I've, I have, you know, several friends who have mentored my kids and I don't know what. I would have done without them because they were able to see my kids in different ways than I could they could see that genius in them you know when it was being hidden from me for some reason you know and they encouraged me and helped me in so many ways so yeah
1: yeah that's it's a a beautiful thing it's hard it's hard work though (laughs) it is
0: it's it's really hard work really hard work so, well, Tati, I have kept you long enough. Thank you so much for all of, all that you do. And for those of you who might be interested, uh, Tatiana and I also host a uh, co-host, a, um, a podcast for the Leadership Education Mentoring Institute, uh, also called Lemmy. And you can find that on lemmyworks.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius Podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.